G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, let's take an opportunity to talk about women in many of those nations around the world. Some of them we'd call developing nations, but women where there is extreme poverty that sometimes gives rise to all sorts of things like gender-based violence and discrimination. Uh, Some women do it particularly tough in so many countries around the world. One organization that's working with women in a number of nations, nations like Uganda and the Philippines, Ethiopia, Ghana, India, Myanmar, Nepal and Sri Lanka, is International Needs Australia. Sarah Rodiger is with International Needs. Hello, Sarah. Welcome along to 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. Thank you very much for having me. Hello, everyone. Sarah, let's talk about women in some of these countries I just mentioned. Uh, Here in Australia, we have a different type of context, and perhaps that's because of our heritage shaped Mm. by a lot of the Christian values, in fact, that we've seen shape us uh, over the years. Not every country has those sorts of values. And where there's poverty mixed in there, women particularly uh, badly treated, and uh, there's a lot of gender-based violence, uh, discrimination. Uh, you're working with women in these nations. Yes, absolutely. So we um, are working with women and children that suffer from um, all the things that you have uh, previously mentioned. Um, and what we're trying to do is help train, help educate, um, and help give options. Um, we're about transformation of women um, and also giving women a chance to make um, a sustainable living um, by whether it's through farming, um, through making clothes, um, just giving them some other options so that they can then best help themselves out. And usually when there are women, there's also children involved. So if you're investing in a woman, what we see is that there's an incredible knock-on effect to their families as well. So investing in women makes a difference not just for a single person, but in in fact it makes a difference for a whole family. Absolutely. Um, With the investment of women, what we've found is that you're changing a mindset um, and a cultural understanding too. Kofi Annan said that there is no tool for development more effective than the empowerment of women. Um, And what you're doing is actually breaking um, a generational cycle where women um, in previous generations haven't been able to find work um, or have had to marry um, once they've been widowed to uh, maintain income for their families and, and the basic necessities, what we're able to do is actually show them there are other ways um, by investing in them um, through finding them usually through microloans and that type of thing is, is what we're trying to do and, and the development that we're trying to work with the local communities. Oftentimes when we talk about breaking cycles, and you're talking about a generational cycle, of course there needs to be change in the whole culture. But I guess the start of that change in the culture comes with uh, women being empowered because they are being educated and because they're doing things like you're suggesting, uh, starting businesses and becoming in some ways self-sufficient. 
absolutely. Um, there's a great story that we have from our um, household income enhancement program in, that is running in Africa. Um, we have a lady from Uganda there and she, her name is Irene. Um, she is actually a mother to five children. And what we've found is that through microfinance, we've supplied her with a cow. Um, and as a result, she's now able to put her um, children through school, paying the school fees from the milk that she's able to get from the cow, which is also provides food for her children. Um, she's able to sell it through the co-op that she's with and then from there obviously use those funds. So her children are seeing their mother making a difference, making a cultural difference, and as well, they're actually able to get education as well, um, which has been really exciting. The way that Irene pays that money back is uh, through the firstborn cow, a calf that, from that cow, and then that calf will then go on to another family, which then is really the gift that keeps on giving. Sarah, when we talk about issues like gender-based violence, mm. that's a tough one to be able yeah. to address. But when you actually invest in women, uh, mm -hmm. these opportunities, these micro-loans, some levels yeah. of finance and uh, ability to actually be a little bit self-sufficient means that people can protect themselves a lot more easily. Is yeah. this level of being able to protect themselves part of the answer to addressing this gender-based violence? Absolutely. I think it's um, one of the keys um, because what you're doing is that you're showing women are a part of the change. Women um, aren't looking f uh, for a handout. They're actually um, helping uh, make the change themselves. They're in a group that uh, where they're able to get more information and education about the programs that they're a part of. But for other women who have actually experienced some horrific uh, trauma, um, we've seen a lot of that from Ghana, um, where there's a lot of women suffer sexual assault, um, often become pregnant, um, and as a result, um, our, our local partners over in Ghana actually are helping um, to work with those women, to um, provide counselling with those women, a safe place for those women. But then one of the women, um, we have a, a, a training program where people have learnt how to make bread, and so not only is she safe from the circumstance where that created the you know the trauma initially but she's now able to provide for herself and also for um, her child and the children to come so we are trying to help prevent the problem and we believe that women empowerment sponsorship um, is a way that Australians can really invest in women to prevent the problem um, and to give them options but then we also need to be there for the women who are in a tough situation, who have faced a lot more trauma than I would ever know um, and many Australians would ever know. Um, so we're wanting to make sure we're there to prevent it but also be there to help solve some as well. Sarah, there are a lot of organisations that are involved in child sponsorship and sure. you guys have got this sponsorship for women, sponsorship yep. for mothers. Now, yep. Mother's Day is not too far away. Mm. You've got a special campaign that's uh, aimed at sponsoring mothers for Mother's Day. How does that yep. work? We had a look at some statistics and we realised that 6 million children actually die each year from preventable causes. And what was overwhelming, I guess, about that statement is not just the 6 million children, but the preventable causes. Um, and what we've realised that when mothers are empowered, we can actually change this. So 
for um, we we launched this on International Women's Day and it's running right up until uh, Mother's Day this year. Um, is that we really are about getting women sponsored, um, majority who are mothers, and we want a hundred women sponsored um, this Mother's Day because we believe that if we're impacting a hundred mothers and women, we're actually impacting a hundred families. And you know these the families are made up of anywhere between three children to sort of nine children. So this has a huge knock-on effect. It's a big number. We're a little bit scared by the number, but um, we believe that there needs to be a real awareness because I know personally there's a lot of things that my mother contributed to my growth over the years and she could do this. She could encourage me. She could love me because she wasn't thinking or worrying about where my next meal was coming from. So we want to take away the worry about the needs and allow mothers to be mothers. We're aware of child sponsorship. What does Mm -hmm. it cost to be a sponsor of a mother? What sort of dollars are we talking about here? Yeah, so you're committing to $39 a month, which breaks down to really only, you know, just over a dollar a day. And what um, as comes as that package is you will receive two updates um, about the women community sponsorship per year. Um, and what we try and do within the empowerment sponsorship is to transform a woman and her family's life. So within this, that may also include her um, having literacy and numeracy education. Um, a, a lot of focus is also on maternal health care. Medical services, um, obviously the income generating ventures, health education, counselling, there's always quite a bit of counselling involved and needed, vocational training and obviously um, the microfinance opportunities which we um, spoke about earlier. Well, Sarah, I'll point people to your Facebook connection there, International Needs Australia. People can get some details by connecting with you on Facebook and also the website, which is internationalneeds.org.au. And uh, for working with mothers in Uganda and the Philippines and Ethiopia, in Ghana, India, Myanmar, Nepal and Sri Lanka, uh, this is the place to contact International Needs Australia. Sarah Rodiger is from International Needs. Sarah, good getting your insights today. Thanks so much for being with us on 2020. Oh, thanks so much, Neil. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.